Human behavior has always been a mystery. Why do people do what they do? Why do they react one way when we expected something else? How do we learn to understand, connect with, enroll, engage, align with people most effectively? Hi, I'm Christine Cummerford, founder of Smart Tribes Institute, and welcome to our Smart Tribes Crack the Behavior Code podcast. In each episode, you'll learn practical, easy to use tools to better understand and change human behavior. These tools will help your team outperform, outengage, outsell the competition. In other words, to become a smart tribe. Oh, and you'll find these tools super helpful in your personal life too. Let's go. The VP of operations tells her team if they were competent, they would have achieved their quarterly goals. The CFO sends the controller an angry email saying his budget, quote, sucks and is pathetic, end quote. The VP of product development says, quote, deal with it, unquote, when the favorite lead engineer and keeper of the culture quits. What do all these leaders have in common? They aren't very emotionally intelligent. They are sending nasty grams to their teams and causing emotional disengagement and shutdown in others. They have low EQ. And EQ equals money. According to doctors Travis Bradbury and Gene Graves, see the show page for this research, the link between EQ and earnings is so direct that every point increase in emotional intelligence, EQ, equals $1,300 to an annual salary. Now, if that's not enough, EQ accounts for 58% of performance in all types of jobs. All types of jobs. Wow. So here's how to start becoming more emotionally intelligent. Number one, figure out what you're feeling. It's essential to be in tune with your emotions. This is self-awareness. Number two, take a breather. Holding off on sending a nasty gram until you cool down is self-management. Number three, consider the recipient. While you're practicing number one and two above, consider what the recipient might feel upon receiving your communication. This is social awareness. Okay, number four, focus on the outcome. What is the outcome you'd actually like to achieve? How would you like to make someone feel in order to empower them and move the ball forward? It's time to craft a message that will get the result you want and make the person feel powerful, effective, enrolled, engaged, whatever positive emotion you want. This is relationship management. How emotionally intelligent are you? Where would you like to increase your emotional intelligence? Change happens. Adversity happens. Conflict happens. And then your brain and your body try to cope with it. Your brain releases stress hormones like cortisol, which then fire up excessive cell signaling cytokines, which alter your physiology. Suddenly, your ability to regulate your behavior and emotions is compromised. Your ability to pay attention is compromised. Your memory, learning, peace, happiness are all compromised. Why? Because all that change has caused your system to be overloaded with stress. And excessive stress 
often causes us to withdraw in order to self-soothe, to try to cope, to try to slow things down and remove further stimulus since we're already overloaded. But then we get new stress, the stress of disconnection. Disconnection possibly from yourself, from others, from your purpose in life, your place in life, your place in the grand scheme of things, your identity, even your relationship with nature. And today we see increasing chaos, distrust, aggressiveness, and many other behavioral changes in our world due to disconnection caused by excessive stress. So, what are three ways to cure stress-based isolation? Number one, come together. I get it. If you're, during, if you're listening to this during uh, the pandemic, we can't physically come together right now. Humans are tribal, though. Being together, even if it's virtually, even if it's digitally, with other humans is how we have survived for centuries. We need each other. So if we can use the upside of technology to connect virtually when we aren't able to face-to-face, -face, great. We just don't want to replace it. Number two, practice compassion. When we encounter people who are angry, difficult, whatever, there's no point in judging them. Better to reach out and give them as much of an experience of same as as possible to help them reestablish their ability to connect with you to bring them safety, belonging, and mattering, to give them a positive experience of connection, which just might help them choose to learn to reconnect to themselves and others through their life. Number three, manage your energy. Woo, really important. Manage your energy during change and stress. Where does your energy go in times of change? As leaders, the stories we tell ourselves about others will affect a person's experience. We can actually affect a person's physiology neurotransmitter firing, and hormones released. How awesome, woo, is this responsibility? It's epic, right? When we manage our energy, we are able to shift our state and the state of our team towards the positive reality we all wanna create. So yes, change is prevalent, and when it happens, know that stress and isolation can be prevented by increasing connection. Noticing the stories you're telling yourselves and others about the change managing your energy via your emotions. Maslow was right. As you probably know, once we have food, shelter, water, warmth, but before we can seek self-actualization or the smart state, we must feel safety, belonging, and mattering. Without these three essential keys, a person cannot get into their smart state. They cannot perform, innovate, feel emotionally engaged, agree, move forward. What do you crave? Safety, belonging, mattering are essential to your brain and your ability to perform at work, at home, and in life overall. The greater the feeling of safety, both emotional and physical, so we can take risks, the greater the feeling of connection with others or the feeling that we're in this together and we belong together, the greater the feeling that we personally matter and can make a difference and are contributing to the greater good, then the greater the success of the company, the relationship, the family, the team, the individual. Safety means creating an environment where we can take risks 
and stretch and grow. This environment is physical, mental, emotional. Is it safe to take risks at your organization? Belonging means creating an environment where we all feel like a tight-knit tribe. We are all equal. We are rowing in the same direction to reach our goals. Think about gangs where people will literally kill to stay in the tribe. That's how powerful this stuff is. Mattering means each of us contributes individually in a unique way. We all make a difference. We are appreciated and publicly acknowledged. Does your organization's culture work this way? As a leader, as a human, you must identify whether it is safety and or belonging and or mattering that is most important to the people in your life. And then do everything you can to satisfy the subterranean subconscious need. Safety plus belonging plus mattering equals trust. How do you boost the experience of safety, belonging, and mattering within your company? Do what my super successful clients do. Deliver safety, belonging, mattering through your behavior and communication. Here are some behavior examples. Engaging mission, vision, and values, right? Draws people together for a greater cause. Helps us see where we're headed together. Sets our code of conduct as a tribe. Individual development plans. Shows how we matter and belong here. How our organization sees us as a long-term investment and we're safe. Cultural rituals. Uh, associate of the month. High fives, shout outs, public appreciation. Reinforces mattering and tribal customs. So we've got some safety and belonging coming along too. Transparency. Accountability structures. Open communication. Fairness. We are safe, we belong, we matter, since we know where the performance bar is and how to jump over it. Every employee, associate, family member can be happier, more effective if you simply identify which of these three needs are programmed into their subconscious so powerfully that they literally crave them. Here's the counterintuitive secret of developing more executive presence. Stop worrying about how you are perceived. Take the focus off of yourself, your image, and put it on what's important in that moment. Focus. Increase your ability to listen, to really be with who you're with, no matter what. And get curious as to what it's like to be them. Increase your sense of purpose and use it to keep your high-value added activities prioritized. Focus. It's that simple. You know what's great about this secret? It's skill-based, and that means anyone can learn it. The key is to getting on other people's maps, to understanding somebody else's experience. And it turns out that taking the time to listen and build rapport by meeting people where they are is the most influential thing you can do. Your executive presence will increase dramatically when you focus on staying in inquiry mode, even or especially when you think you know the answer. And no leading questions either, no leading the witness, if you will. Stay curious. 
So how can you start leading on purpose? Prioritizing is a lot easier when you know what you stand for and you're excited about your purpose. It's easier to delegate when you know that you're freeing your time for something that only you can do, your unique, high-value-added activities. It's easier to delegate when you're clear on the high-value-added activities of your team members. Remember, your low-value-added activity items are somebody else's high-value-added activity items. So what do you stand for? Where do you draw boundaries of what you will and will not do? How you spend your time and with whom? How does that contribute to fulfilling your organization's mission, vision, and values? Take a few minutes to really answer these questions honestly. Clarity of purpose is the embodied state that allows you to effectively stay in inquiry mode and be present. Clarity of purpose is the most effective criteria for deciding what is a high-value-added activity and what is a low-value-added activity. Clarity of purpose creates focus, and focus creates executive presence. Go to it. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Every listen, every share, every review helps others form their own smart tribes where teams are engaged, happy, and optimally performing. Together, you and I can help millions of people crack the behavior code in their organizations, families, and communities. I invite you to take two minutes and head over to smarttribesinstitute.com to discover more about how to form a smart tribe. See you there, and please tell your friends.